So, welcome, folks. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. I wish we uh, could pay for the rights to that song, but uh, we're, we didn't win the billion dollars. Uh, but anyways, welcome back to standard, two standard individuals. <laughs> what's, what's the name of the show? It's been seven months. Yeah, um, legal so, stuff about that. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> so, yeah. So welcome back, guys um, and gals, whoever's listening, whatever you are, we don't care. As long as you listen, hit the like button, subscribe button, what have you. Um, Google will throw some sponsorship. Let's, let's yes, yeah, big, big sponsorship. Nothing, nothing too, I mean, big, relative, you know, it could be like, you know, just five million, whatever. Um, but anyways, <laughs> we're going to get back and dive right back into it. Um, it's been weird, um, and we're we're trying to get this thing back on track, and uh, not take a seven month break again. <laughs> so, um, so we got some good topics for this show. Of course, uh, the topics we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about Deshaun Watson uh, wanting out of the Texans uh, organization, and we're not going to talk about Matthew Stafford and. Jared Goff trade. Um, any sports, anything right now, because nothing's really going on besides NBA and hockey. And I don't think many people care that much about hockey right now with the Super Bowl coming up. Um, so um, that's that's all we're talking about. We're talking about two things Sean Watson and the Matthew Stafford Jared Goff trade oh, and, and the Super Bowl, but mainly those two things are beating it to the ground and it's sickening me. Every time I turn on anything sports and I like to listen to something every day, that's all I hear about for an hour. <laughs> I don't know if you've been experiencing the same thing, Dave. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, it's it's one of those things where, you know, when you're trying to, whether you're watching it live or you're catching up on things like throughout the day, whether it's like first take or anything like that, you know, you're, lo- you're looking for just, something better I, you know, I hate to say it sounds simple I'm excited sports are back uh, at this point you know what I mean I understand that you know we really hope that like you know as far as everything with COVID related as like more normalcy can uh, kind of begin to unfold and I'm, and I'm happy for sports but my goodness I'm like that's when you kind of know it's it's like you know like the season's just basically about done with there uh, especially for football um, you know at this point we're all just waiting for the Super Bowl so yeah, absolutely. Um, so here's what we are going to talk about. <laughs> we're going to, being from Buffalo, we're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills, of course, um, and then their season, uh, the success they had. Um, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl matchups with our picks, what we think, and that, um, and kind of probably Tom Brady. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. Um, and then, um, but to, to start off with, we're going to start with the NBA. It's my and Dave's probably favorite top topic to speak about in sports, uh, but we're specifically going to talk about the MVP race right now. So currently the top candidates for the NBA MVP look like this. Uh, Nikola Jokic, Joker, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning MVP, of course, Anthony Davis, 
Damian Lillard, Paul George, and Rudy Gobert. Um, so a couple of head scratchers on there, in, in my opinion. Um, of course, Giannis is going to be on that list, being that he just won the MVP. Um, the only way he wouldn't be on that list is like uh, he got injured or he retired or he just fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> Those would be the only reasons why he would not be on this list. Um, but let's kind of dive into our thoughts on that list. And we'll go into kind of like what we think the list should look like, at least top five. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I mean, I'll shoot it a little bit. So it's funny because we, we brought up this topic not even that long ago, like could have been a week, week and a half ago. And it's funny because like I feel like the big names are kind of still at the top, but the, but a couple switch arounds on, you know, who I may have first or not, you know. So, I mean, you know, in the end, let, let's start with just like simply with LeBron James. I think like in the end, you know what I mean? It, what, what, you know, like there's a bit better, big debate. What is he? Is he still the best player in the league? I would give him the edge and say yes. You know, I, I would say Durant is right there. So if someone wanted to say, here's all the reasons why Kevin Durant maybe is the better player right now, I'm not going to argue too hard, but it's like so close that, you know, it's right there. So LeBron, one of the two, if not the best player in the league, uh, Lakers doing extremely well, AD not playing as well this season. And that's why I had his kind of my MVP last season. Um, so you kind of got to look at it. He's, uh, he's, you know, still, you know, it's like his numbers are still amazing yet. Like they're almost like down for him. You know, like you look at them and you're like, eh, they're not so great. But like for anyone else, you'd be like, Oh, that guy's an MVP. So yeah, uh, LeBron, you always got to talk about, you know, but I, for me, my first choice, if I had to, if I had to vote today, I'm probably giving the slight edge to Joel Embiid over Jokic, but I would have Jokic number two and more because I think uh, Joel Embiid is a little bit more complete on the way he plays both sides of the ball. Clearly though, Jokic, the way, he is involved in every facet of that offense. And it's not like he's a slouch defensively either. Um, you know, it's hard to just say like where the nuggets would be without him. But I do look at Joel Embiid, you know, they basically are almost running the same team back as last year. And certainly Doc Rivers gets a ton of credit and I, as he should, but Joel Embiid is like the difference maker. Um, you know, I got, it's close, but I got to go Joel Embiid first and then Jokic. Um, you know, after that, it, it gets really dicey for me. I, you know, I kind of got like this Durant, LeBron, Kawhi in almost any order. You could, for me, you could make it. You know, um, Kawhi wasn't even in there two weeks ago, but now the Clippers started to catch him some steam. And Paul George is playing really well, too. Um, you know, Kawhi has definitely moved up there. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, he may still be the best two-way player in the league. But, you know, I would say in any order that three, four, five, you know, is, is kind of like a Kawhi, LeBron, Durant, you know, so – that's how it's kind of looking for me. You know, when I, when I go a little further down the list, you know, I, I see Gobert at the bottom. Uh, I don't know if I, you know, he would never make the MVP. It's a nice mention, especially in a lot of ways because the game is so offensively dominated that it's nice to have someone who's like a defensive stalwart, you know, at least mention. But I look at the Utah Jazz a little more of as a collective effort than one single person, you know, doing all the work. You know, it, they're more of that Detroit Pistons 2004 where, Gobert's kind of like your Ben Wallace, you know, you know, and maybe Connolly's like your Billups. And obviously Donovan is better than, you know, whether it's a Hamilton or Tayshawn Prince of that time, clearly. Uh, but I think they play very well collectively. You know, I think, you know, the entire team gets should get a lot of credit, the coaching staff. Gobert is playing phenomenal. And, I'm, and the, you know, he won 
defensive player of the year a few times. I, I know maybe he's looking at it again this year, but um, you know, we'll see. I, I you know, I mean, I, I don't see him ever being the MVP clearly, but it's nice to see him get a nod towards the bottom of the list. Yeah, I definitely agree with with that about Rudy Gobert. I don't think he'll ever. I don't think he'll rise even any higher than he currently is. If anything, he's going to go down further. Um, I think he'll always be considered into that defensive player of the year. I, I should have looked at the stats, but I, he's won it um, the last two years, maybe even more. Um, so um, for me, uh, Jokic is not going to win it if LeBron is in the conversation. Um, just because he's in the West, they're, they're together. The, uh, the reason why Giannis is been winning it is because he's been out east and LeBron has been in the West for the last two years. Um, that's my opinion on it. Um, Kevin Durant, if, if, if they win games more consistently and he has monstrous numbers, I could see him being like a one and two of LeBron. LeBron stays kind of where he's at and his efficiency will get better as the year goes on as those his teammates um, that are new they start to incorporate and get used to each other a little better um, I mean they have a good core with with their winning group that they had from last year but um, it is different from what they had uh, this year so mine would be at, at this point I would put Joel Embiid first then LeBron, and then probably Jokic. Um, and, I mean, hey, LeBron's old, older. He, he, he has a track record of being strong and durable and everything, but you never know, man. He could, he could take a, a seat for a month um, with a, a minor, or not, maybe not minor injury, but, you know, an injury that could – could sideline him for a little bit and then that could just skyrocket Jokic if he stays healthy and continues his success. Um, Kawhi on here is, like you said, he, him, him having some success with the Clippers right now, but do it better. Um, it makes sense. I, I don't think I would put him the highest three, in my opinion. Um, I, I think Durant is probably higher than him. Honestly, if, if I had to make this list, um, but at, at this point, obviously, it's you never know. We're kind of talking semantics and, and what ifs and all that fun stuff. But um, we'll see how the how it goes. I, I think if if the Lakers make it far again this year, I think LeBron's got it. He's been kind of dog the last couple of years, in my opinion. I think. I think he was a better player last year than Giannis. Um, but, you know, don't get me wrong, Giannis had a, a great year again. And and he, he, he wouldn't be deserving of it. Uh, but I, I just think LeBron had a, a better season, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of – you know what, I, I kind of I agree with you because um, – the reality is like, you know, and we've, we've talked about this many times as others have like, you know, how, you know, how is the MVP, how, you know, what, you know, there's no rubric, you know, for really how to like measure this, you know, is that, you know, you know, the difference, like, you know, when, when you think of like someone like LeBron, 
you know, probably winning it should be winning it more often would be the case of like best player in the league. And that's like, then that would be your MVP. Right. And actually someone did a terrific video on like, you know, if it was given to the best player in the league on all these different decades, you know, it showed a few more went to Jordan, a few more went to LeBron. And honestly, I couldn't argue that. I thought it was like, you know, that would be, if you're saying you're awarding it to the best player. So sometimes I, I totally get that. And then there's the other part, you know, where, you know, there's like that Steve Nash part where like, where, you know, if you take that one puzzle piece out, you know, what is that team with or without that person? And so like, you know, there's that quote unquote value, you know, valuable player, you know, how valuable are they to that team? And then I think it comes down to that narrative thing too, you know, like, you know, you know, yes. depending on what's going on with that season, I think, you know, yes. Russell Westbrook and absolutely not to take him, take it away from him. Cause I, I love that he got the MVP the year he did, but I think it was the narrative that, you know, you know, Durant left and, you know, all these other things were going on. He's the first person to, do a triple double since Oscar Robertson and he's doing it as a point guard. So, I mean, there's all great reasons why he was a great story. His team did make the playoffs, but they weren't in the top. Like, I think they were like number eight or seven that year. I can't even remember. Right, and so yeah. if you're not among the, the top echelon of the teams, usually the MVP doesn't get rewarded to that kind of player. So I understand that narrative played its role there. And obviously he's a terrific player. So again, not, it's not taken away, but I, I see where a lot of these things play into it. And sometimes you know, I don't know, is it like boring to put LeBron in the MVP? And I wonder that too, you know, because it just doesn't do justice enough to, to not say he's, he's always in the top three every year. I mean, like it has to be in the discussion. He is top three somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think, I think they get like, uh, you know, just kind of political about it and, and yep. they get talking. We're both about it. They, they get talking and, and not a lot of them are, are like good they have never played the game, number one, some of them. Um, sure. Probably outside of just high school, maybe some college. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that what he's doing is truly amazing each year um, at his age. Like, it's kind of unprecedented. Um, his, his numbers are just kind of crazy for his age. And he, he hasn't dropped off. No, I, I would even go as far as to say, like, in a different kind of way, he's improved every year where I think he like becomes like a true master of the game, if that makes sense, where, you know, obviously it's not about numbers. Like you start to piece together and let the game come to you. You know, he is like that perfect example of a guy as they get older, they understand and play the game differently, but his body is held up tremendously. He's still a top five athlete probably in the league, you know? And yeah. so, you know, it's not about like the, you know, the most monstrous numbers or the biggest, you know, dunks that he can put in the game or anything like that. It's just that he knows how to let the game come to him, get his, his team involved, make players around him better, really without skipping a beat. You know, last year was interesting too, because I, overall, I, I thought I, I would, I gave Giannis the nod before it was chosen, like as an MVP, but if LeBron would have got it, that was the number two for me. Although I didn't think Giannis, should have got defensive player of the year as nice of a defensive player as he is. I actually thought Anthony Davis was the best defensive player of the year. So it was oddly that the Lakers who end up winning the championship possibly should have had both MVP and defensive player of the year, but it went to one other player in the East. And, and like you mentioned, the East is uh, they are improving. I'll say this, they're, they're, they're improving where it's like the gap is closing between the East and the West. It's not as bad as it used to be, but in the end, I think the West is still a tougher conference. Um, so for LeBron to, to, you know, to do what he did, you know, for him to not get the MVP, you know, I don't know if it's a total slight, but it's certainly worth mentioning that it's, it's a definitely a year 
had Giannis not had the year he had, it would have been a runaway LeBron MVP, you know, so. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, it would have been a question. Um, I was just listening to Jalen and Jacoby, uh, shout out, uh, hit, hit us up. <laughs> um, but I was just listening to them. They, they made uh, a point about LeBron and how he has, to your point as well, he, he has uh, increased his skill set every year just about, um, you know, and like this year, he's, he's hitting more outside shots with a crazy high efficiency. Um, you know, when he came in the league, you could probably compare him to Giannis. You know, he's just a one-way player, beasts going inside and bullying and stuff like that. Um, but now you have to respect him from every single square footage of that freaking court. Absolutely. So yeah, now he's making shots, like you said, but he's still one of the best passers in the league. You know, I, you know, IQ off the charts, and he and he can and he can still use his body. So like, you know, let's even like talk. You know, if you use like Chris Paul, you know, still has all the all the skills. You know, who's still a great point guard for you know for everything he's doing. Uh, cerebral mind, IQ off the charts, but not big. But LeBron, it's like he still has that body. Whether he wants to go inside offensively or he can take punishment I mean it's just like he's just like a physical specimen who only like gets better as the years go on it's just like you know not to kind of like allude to like fine alcohol whether it's a fine wine a fine scotch but that is exactly what it is is that it's like he just matures and he's really just like not missing a beat you know yes maybe one year that like the scoring isn't quite as high as a year before but you'll see that maybe he's playing last minutes and he's just getting other people involved and he got you know he doesn't need to you know, do every little thing that he probably was forcing, you know, the, you know, the first decade of his play before. So I, I just think he's just like almost timeless at this point, you know, and obviously any argument for like the best career of all time, you know what I mean? So um, at this point, I didn't think anybody would eclipse the kind of longevity that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or even maybe let's say Tim Duncan. Um, and Kobe actually had a great, you know, long career, not quite at the height of, you know, Kareem, but, you know, at this point, LeBron's kind of running away with that trophy right there too. So. Like his his affinity for actual wine is translating to his body. Maybe all that you know, it's it's he's just got. Maybe he goes into a, a hyperbaric chamber. And he's got an IV of wine throwing uh, flowing right. through him. That, that's that's a trick. He, he won't tell anybody. That's why he's doing what he's doing. So one one last point I want to make about Kevin Durant is he is on a true super team. Um, Definitely, he, he doesn't deserve it. Because my opinion is he has two other awesome players um, in Kyrie Irving and James Harden. James Harden, uh, you know, previous MVP, Kyrie Irving, previous uh, championship, um, and great player all all around. Um, they take the pressure off them, and vice and vice versa. But for him to be on the list, like it. At the end of the year, if all three of them are healthy and they have almost the same team that they have, um, at the end of the year, if Kevin Durant is on top of that list, I it, that's jokeable to me. That's it's not thinking about the actual game, in my opinion. Um, and it, he's not he's not making his team better because he has two other superstars that are taking this full load off of them. So, and people got to think about it. When, when you're on the court, 
and you have to come up with a defensive scheme to try to stop someone, you have to, you're not focusing just on Durant or just on Durant and Kyrie. You have now, you have James Harden as well that can score from anywhere on the court. Kevin Durant can score from anywhere on the court. Kyrie Irving can score from anywhere on the court. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair to compare, um, like him to Jokic where it's him and Murray. Um, right. you can't compare him to Joel Embiid where that's right now. It's just Joel Embiid. Uh, and, uh, you know, as, like, it, it, it's just kind of silly to have him in the conversation for MVP when, when if you take him out of the lineup, which has happened, they actually perform better this season. Um, so yeah. that's that's where my thoughts are on the Grant being in this conversation. Yeah, I actually I, I totally lean into that too because it, you know, and this happens at times where you know, in a different way, totally different way. You could even say LeBron because I actually really thought AD was the best, was the MVP last year. With someone making the case for LeBron makes sense. Um, you know, ultimately I figured it would go to Giannis, but. You know, you could say that maybe AD and LeBron canceled each other out, although I think they were more impactful in a different kind of way than Durant, Harden, and, and Irving are because they're really only one-sided players. Durant plays defense. I give him credit. It's not its not like the most amazing defense. It's good defense. Uh, Harden and Irving, not so great. And I think, though, when you look at it, their success, you know, on, on the offensive end, yes, there's tons of firepower, but, you know, I look at it like you said, you know, Durant, former MVP, one of two of the best players in the league. Harden, former MVP, probably still a top 10 player in the league. And then Irving, you know, still one of the best, you know, one-on-one specialists that we have. You know, so like in one sense, like you're supposed to win. Matter of fact, if you're not really on the, the top four teams in the East, I would say that that like you've underperformed. And I kind of yeah, agree. Really, a failure. Yeah. yeah. And, and if, if like, you know, Durant, you know, I, I would say there's really no way he's going to win this MVP because I think they will just him and like Harden, for example, would cancel each other out. Um, and I don't think they'll reach that stratosphere where all of a sudden things are clicking uh, for them, where, you know, the offense is running like the Golden State Warriors. And then if it is, I, I kind of have to lean to give Nash some of that credit to like really organizing the offense better. Um, you know, Durant, as great as he is, you know, I, I he's one of those great players that can fit into any scheme, which is why aside from his amazing individual ability, but I think his uh, ability to like slip into a team and fit in well, worked so well in Golden State. But to me, Curry still kind of ran that team. That That's my my opinion. I still think of the ball starts and stops with Curry just as deadly and on fire as he can catch. But Durant, he's great. You know, one of the two top players in the league right now, but not an MVP. Um, and, you know, this kind of just segues into a quick, you know, I, you know, is there someone on that list that you think is left off? I personally think Jalen Brown should be somewhere on that list uh, for what he's done, not only to, for his individual game, but the Celtics as, you know, Tatum was out for a while, Kemba's been out, and Brown has elevated his game to a whole new level. And the Celtics, I, I think, are number two in the East right now, if I'm correct. So, you know, I think Brown, again, he would not win MVP, but I think, you know, you could put him in that discussion if we're going to be talking Rudy Gobert and, and things like that. Yeah, that's – I agree. Definitely agree with that completely. It's it, yeah. That's just. I think it's silly that he's not. He's not in the list. Um, for that, I I think if if he's not on this list, 
Um, he's definitely going to be most improved if he continues the way he's going. True. Um, so I think that gets overshadowed too. Like, has anyone ever won most improved and MVP? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I definitely would. Have so, to so you know, when people go to vote that, it's it's yeah. kind of. I, I I think the voters really they don't look at the game. They look at the entertainment factor, which sure. you can argue is their job and what they're paid to do for. That's what we want. We want the entertainment. So they're not going to give someone to to uh, awards at the end of the year. Sure. Just, they're not going to do that. Um, but if, if you just look at it from with you know a blind eye and you're just looking at how they perform and you know what they contributed, what they did last year compared to this year, um, how many actual wins did they provide their team? Um, I mean, you could you could make a huge case. Who knows at the end of the year, we could be making a huge case for for him to be the most improved player and MVP, and then. What do you do? <laughs> what are the what are the voters do? I mean, you should you should technically give it both of them, but I don't I don't think that's gonna ever happen. I don't think they'll ever look at it from a basketball standpoint. No, I, I think it would be like one of those insanely rare things to happen, like where you know you're a fairly younger player. Let's just say like let's use Jalen Brown for the moment, and let's just say like he was actually at like 35 points a game, you know, seven rebounds, six assists. And Tatum's out the whole year. Kemba's in and out, and they're number one in the East, and it's like by a good margin. Yeah. Perhaps that like is that time. The thing is, I think they would just generally say you're the MVP, but the I feel like the MIP would just go to someone else for the other yeah, story to like reward because there's actually some really good players who've improved, like Christian Wood, Jeremy Grant. There's a lot of people putting up some pretty serious numbers um, that we're not putting those up before. So I think those are some good stories. Um, you know, Brian Scalabrini, you know, shout out to the white mama there. Uh, it actually made a good point where like, sometimes it's one thing from going to like average to good. It's even harder to go from good to great. So like, you know, so maybe Jalen Brown will get awarded that MIP for kind of going from like good to great to really make that leap because now people are talking about him, not just as an all-star this year, but as an all-star starter, which would be fantastic for him. But yeah, I would, I would say it right now if we're making like judgment calls uh, at the moment, Embiid is still my number one pick for the MVP. So, yeah, I would agree with you. Um, so, being that, let's move on to our next topic. Yeah, we're gonna go switch uh, our gears over to the NFL. Um, so again, Dave and I are from the Buffalo, New York area, um, and we just had a heart, uh, hard loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. So um, in the AFC championship. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, more specifically, kind of where we're lacking, why we lost that game, um, and potentially what moves need to be made in the um, offseason. So I watched the entire game. I don't know if you watched it, Dave. Oh, I did. Um, yeah. So yeah, every, everybody in Buffalo is watching it, right? Yeah, Sorry question. Exactly. So... From what I saw was a Kansas City team that has weapons and a Buffalo team that did not. Uh, so what I mean by that is Buffalo has one option on offense. 
And not to say that they, they only have one offensive player that's any good. Uh, what I'm saying is they only have a passing game as, as it stands right now. Um, so when you go up against a top tier defense in the Kansas City Chiefs championship caliber team, they already saw us once in the season earlier, um, that beat us. Um, they know what to expect. They're watching film. They've had that pedigree. They know how to get to the Super Bowl. They, they did not play any down on defense worried about the run. They didn't. If you, if you go back and watch the film, the way they looked, they were, they were playing for the pass every single time. And, and rightfully so. Um, Allen still had a, a good game, I think. Definitely, you could definitely tell that he was, he was trying to win it. He was trying to win it hard. And that's where mistakes happen, um, for us and everything like that. Um, but yeah, what, what I saw is they, they did not have much of a problem with the Bills this time around. First time around, we were a little more healthy, um, earlier in the season and everything like that. So uh, I think it gave us plus hope going into this game that, hey, we were close with them earlier in the season. Why not now? Um, but they, they made us look like the little brothers of the AFC East. Um, what are, your, what are your thoughts on, on watching the game, David? Yeah, you're you're hitting all definitely the main points. So I, you know when when you know the Bills won the previous week, and you know you're waiting to see who wins the next game. When I saw we'd be facing Kansas City, I knew that was like a problem right away. In my opinion, Kansas City it, before the season and then throughout it, they were the best team in the league uh, for just a variety of reasons. But so going up against them, I didn't think you know there's no hope. You know I you know I, I we've been playing well all season. But that actually has been our thing. After a few games, like it happens a lot of times in Buffalo, we win the first few couple games in a row. You know, we're ready to get, you know, a little extra drink in our in our gut here. But I think we all recognize that, you know, the team actually did look good. There wasn't just this, like, lost hope, you know, that this Josh Allen is very real. And there's something there. But, you know, a lot of the people I would talk to or listen to that really knew football all said the same thing, that we need to open up and get a running game going. It doesn't have to be amazing. It just needs to be another weapon in order to like, you know, spread out offense to create some variety, to create another threat. And unfortunately, Kansas City exposed us in that. And, you know, I think Josh Allen did all he could. Um, I mean, there were so many plays, especially when watching that replay, when you get to see it, you know, from the quarterback's view where they're slowing everything down and you just see the defense drop back immediately. There's coverage, double coverage areas where, you know, we could be running and it's just, you know, and Josh, you know, you know, he's being patient. His line is holding, you know, good. I, it, I mean, we did what we could with what we have, but I absolutely think we definitely need a much better running game in order to create that. Um, you know, defensively, I, you know, I, we weren't terrible. I would have liked to see how it's hold up better. I just think Kansas city without question, like you said, they had our number, they studied, they knew that they were mainly concerned about the past game. They were not going to worry you know, about a, a run game. And I think, unfortunately, that's just how it went down. I mean, it's one of those things where in Buffalo, you try not to get too excited too early. And I didn't, you know, I, I knew that this was going to be a very tough game. Um, but overall, look, you know, it was a successful season. We cannot complain. I think we have a lot of momentum going forward here in Buffalo. Um, I mean, you know, anyone that's not familiar with Buffalo, there's a small area of Buffalo uh, on Allen Street. They call Allentown. It's been renamed to Josh Allentown. It's 
you know, everything here in Buffalo, I mean, we literally do. I mean, truly have the greatest fans for any sports. So any rich mogul, if you want to move an NBA team, I'm all ears. Uh, bring Buffalo it back Braves. to Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo Braves. But yeah, I, we just have the greatest fans. So, you know, it's a successful season. You hate to see it come to an end so soon when you're, you feel like you're just right there. But, you know, Kansas City, they had our number. I, I, you know, I think they're the best team in the league. I think we had a shot. Uh, but, you know, defensively, they were just too tough when we didn't have more than just a pass game going on. Uh, well, let's move on. Uh, big game, of course, this Sunday. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus uh, the Buffalo Bills nemesis from the Patriots, uh, currently with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. Um, Grandpa Brady is, has been on a tear this year at the end of the season, especially, of course, for the playoff run. Uh, came out and said that he wants to play at least till he's 45, 43 right now, um, which amazes me because I thought the last Super Bowl, if he won or won that last Super Bowl he was in, I thought he was going to retire. But I guess I would have been wrong. I would have been dead wrong because he would have been, he's, he's obviously still playing now, but um, but I thought that was because he didn't win. He, He's chasing another ring to go on a high note. Um, I still kind of think that some of this is smoke and mirrors and that if he wins on Sunday, that'll be the, the tip of the, the hat and he'll get on maybe a literal um, <laughs> a literal horse and right off into the sunset. <laughs> he does have some horses. Um, but anyways, um, I think Tom Brady is definitely the GOAT. Um, I know I probably shouldn't say that, being that there's a, a I have a Bill's mask right behind me. You guys can't see it because we're doing a podcast now. But I have a Bill's uh, logo right behind me, and I, I shouldn't be saying this. Um, but Tom Brady is one hell of a quarterback, and for him to be doing it at this age um, is amazing. You won't see LeBron doing it at this that at his age. You won't see LeBron, I don't think, out at 45, 43 playing. Um, it's just amazing to me. So, um, long way of saying that I think Tom Brady is going to win on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, again, on, on not even on paper, just what I've seen throughout the year, I do think Kansas City is actually the better team, but it's not like by a ton, but it, but when it's Tom Brady, you just like you just can't bet against it. It's just uh, you know that's part of the problem. It's like you know Brady, you know at his at his age, it is use, he's he's played to his strengths his whole career. He was never the fastest, the greatest passer. Not that he's bad at you know anything. It's just you know he just is, has a cerebral mind for the game, and is like a chess master out there and. You know, and he's won even like when it looked like, you know, it was not winnable. You know, a couple of Super Bowls ago, you know, they were down. A lot of people started, you know, riding them off. And I remember watching the game, you know, with my, my son at the time. And I think he was, it was like 12, 13. And I was literally just saying, you know, I was like, no, I was like, Joe, listen, you got to, you got to keep watching. This is Tom Brady. You never know. They could come back. And sure enough, they actually did. They made the comeback. They won the Super Bowl. And he was like, just shocked watching the game. Like, you, you know, he's thinking to the other team you know, did they drop the ball? And the reality is like, he's just that good. And if there's anyone that's going to like, you know, pick apart another team, you know, think on the spot, you know, come up for a situation like in this kind of game, it is him. I mean, 
if I'm a betting man, I, I do feel like Kansas City is going to win, but you know, I you know, I could be putting my foot in my mouth because you know Tom Brady. You know, we don't like him here in Buffalo, but you know, I would agree with you. I he, he probably is the goat. You know, it's it's hard to argue against it. Let me put it that way. Um, so you know, come I would say come Sunday, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Kansas City uh, just to take that take. But but they're gonna have their work cut out for us or that for them. I mean, that's just I don't know Brady. He's just like a mastermind of the game. If there ever was a perfect mind for the game out on the field, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, the, the one thing that people don't actually see, I think just like the, the normal kind of viewer or the casual viewer, whatever you want to call them, they don't see his ability to look at a defense and know what they're doing. It's, an, it, it's kind of crazy that he has that vision where, you know, he spent all that time um, – in the film room to just just be out there in the field and be like, okay, this is what they're doing. And they call it an audible, sometimes two audibles, and moves people around. And then he gets a, a first down or whatever he wants. He, he, he doesn't, you know, he, he, messes, he messes with the brains of the other team. It, it, it totally demoralizes the defense when a guy comes in and he's like you know a quarterback even like most of the time maybe you see that from the o-line where there's like they notice some guys kind of itching forward or what have you um but for a quarterback to be like okay i've seen this i recognize this my memory log tells me that they're gonna do a corner blitz from over here he points it out he literally points at a person and says this guy is going to rush. So he brings Gronk, which was, you know, in a slot side. He brings him over. I've seen this several times. He brings him over closer to the, the rest of the line so that he can block that one individual. And it works. He freaking, it, it, he was right. And then he, once he does that once or twice, the other side, the, the defensive callers are, are scrambling to try to, to try to trick him. And the players, they're not as composed, and <laughs> you know they're they're kind of running around with their head cut off sometimes. Um, it's just he he brings that that cerebral level of the game, um, and that's scary if you're on the other side of the ball. You know, it, it's kind of it's demoralizing. It's like what, you, you throw your hands up sometimes, and you're like, what what should I do? Um, I, I would be hard pressed to bet against him in, in any case. Just like you kind of were talking about, he was you know he was down and everybody was like, oh, game's over, and he came back um, and he controlled it. He controlled every bit of that that comeback. It's insane. Um, so I mean, he's been in. This will be his tenth. Uh, he's won six. So he's won six out of nine. If he wins this one, he's won seventy percent of the attempts. Right. And, and in football, it's like that, like, you know, depending on to the casual sportsman, as you say, because in, in a lot of the other major sports, like there's a playoffs and you generally win a best of series. Right. You know, in football, it's it just like an NCAA, you know, tournament. It's one and done. So when you can see that that one person is consistently at the top and a few of those, you know, as like you said, he's been so many times, you know, he's won more of them. It's like to do that at that level is is honestly insane you know what i mean to do that with that kind of say like a one and done type of format all the time and now he's doing it with a, just a different team you know so i uh you know we'll see if he wins or not i mean i just like you know he's he's gotten to the point where 
in Buffalo, we just, you know, we did not like the Patriots, like the team that, like, you know, you're not going to like, if you're a fan from the early nineties, it was like, you know, that was Miami then, you know, became the Patriots in the two thousands, but at the a point where he was just starting to win more and more, I had to like, just tip my hat to him. Like in utter respect, I just did not hate the man anymore. I just disliked him because didn't want to play them, but it was really just like, you know what? I have to respect him. And he's like, that's how good he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's first ballot. Like they might not even do a voting process for what yeah. he does for the, <laughs> for the hall of fame. He'd just be like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's yeah, the point? Like his own ceremony or something for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. The next closest player to have as many visits to the Super Bowl as him would be a, it's a kicker. Well, there's two people. There's a kicker, Stephen Gostowski. He actually played for the Patriots. Um, he was in six Super Bowl appearances. Um, he, he, he was part of three winners. And then Mike Lodish, he was in six as well. Um, so... Yeah, the next the, the closest would be six, and Tom Brady is one six. <laughs> yeah, so right. that I think that puts it into perspective of like the amount of talent that has come through the NFL, and one guy has been the catalyst um, for going to now ten Super Bowls um, and winning six of them. So. Yeah. I mean, hats off, hats off to him. I, I don't know how he's still playing. I mean, I'm in my 30s, and I mean, I've had ankle surgery now, but I'm in my 30s, and sometimes getting out of bed hurts. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, hats off to the dude. He's just he's a beast. Um, I mean, it helps having millions and millions of dollars, and your sole profession is to be in shape and perform so yeah. i mean there's that there's yeah. that but he yeah. has he has earned it he's earned it yeah it's kind of like when like the like it's like reported like lebron spends like supposedly uh spends like a million dollars on his body every year what that's just smart obviously in protect your investment right but obviously again when you're making hand over fist money you know in all sorts of ways endorsements everything else you know you can afford to do that you know i would love to spend a million on my beautiful body but um, you know, I can't, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it about, you know, 13, $14 a week. So, uh, you know, I do what I can, but I, I think, you know, the, the interesting thing is when you're, you're bringing up those numbers and the amazing thing as we're talking about Brady, that, you know, it, it's easy enough to say like, there's, there's other people who had, you know, better arms, you know, you know, they were more athletic, you know, a lot of variety of other things where he's really just one with just being the most intelligent person on the field, which makes his like that much greater, of what he's accomplished in the NFL, like a gridiron sport, a sport built on contact. And yet he play he plays it like chess and that's, and he wins, so, you know, and he's not, and it's not like he's a wimp either. You know, he can take hits and whatnot, but it's just the fact that that is his like greatest, you know, feature of any part of his game. And it's like so maxed out compared to any other player on the field. So yeah, I get, I give him so much credit. You know, I really do. I, he went definitely from someone, and this isn't hard for me to do. If I hate someone, I usually don't reverse that, but I went from like hating a person like that in a sports context to like almost liking him, almost, you know, it's just like that borderline, <laughs> almost tip of that hat respect where I'm just like, you know, like, you know, like, like hands off to you, man. So. Yeah. I tried to look, you know, I, I hated him too. I, I did when he was with the Patriots, of course. 
Um, but I try to I try to look at it from from the sport as a whole. Me being a sports fan, um, I definitely if if the Bills were in the Super Bowl, I I'd probably at one point during the game if the Bills were were playing them and we were rushing Tom Brady, the words "kill him" would come out of my mouth more than once. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, out, outside of that game, you know, you, I, like I said, tip of the hat to him. Um, I had the same issue with LeBron when he first came in. I hated it, LeBron. I did not like it. I really didn't. But now he's my favorite player, yeah. truly, because just how he approaches the game. He, he they he approaches the game as a whole, not to kind of get off the topic of the NFL, but it, it is a direct correlation of my hatred for Tom Brady and um, <laughs> now my uh, you know me uh, tipping the hat to him so Definitely. you know it's amazing yeah it is it's true though yeah you're right though it's just it's hard for me to like reverse myself completely on a player but you know he, he's done it you know I mean it's just uh, and it's incredible you know yeah, maybe when maybe when LeBron wins more titles and retires maybe he'll You'll jump on that too. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a huge LeBron fan. I don't hate him, but like we, we, you know, you and I go back and forth you know, over LeBron, the the go conversation, all that kind of stuff. I will say Kobe kind of did that. Like I, I never hated him, but I disliked him. I think it was like more of a dislike of the Lakers because I was such a a huge fan of a lot of people who went against the Lakers at different times. So if it was like you know Allen Iverson, especially, was like one of my all time favorites. You know, they lost in the 2001 Finals, and obviously epic performance from AI, but. You, you know, they weren't going to defeat the Lakers. So I was just like, okay, I don't like the Lakers. I don't like Kobe, you know, so it was more of like, I don't like, but I went turned around to just loving Kobe, like, you know, just in utter, you know, respect of both his game. And then just like, kind of like, you know, little things you hear about him, you know, off the field, and all this other stuff. So, you know, obviously rest in peace to Kobe, but you know, there's, it, it definitely takes a lot for me to, to switch that around. Um, but yeah, I don't know. LeBron, I, I, you know, I may like him more one day. I don't know if I'm going to love him, but, you know, what he does is great, though. Like, you know, I, I get, I want to give LeBron every ounce of respect when it, when it's due. You know, I know when you and I have those minor goat, dis, you know, debates, it's like, you know, I, I will always have to feel like I, I got to say, like, if I'm saying, you know, Jordan is, <laughs> and he is in my eyes, that like, it's not a slight to say like LeBron, if I, if I, from my perspective, I know you put LeBron as the go, but from my perspective, I'm calling you the number two greatest player of all time. That's not a slight, but I get like in goat arguments, you know, we like to get heated, throw some funny, <laughs> funny jabs out there and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not fun unless we're doing that anyway, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> anyways, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, continue to tune in, hit that like, and Subscribe button, tell your friends. Um, challenge us. If, if we made a mistake on a stat or something, put it in the comments. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll look at it. Tell us your take on the Bills. Tell us your take on the Super Bowl. Um, tell us your take on the MVP race. Um, and with that, we'll we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. This again has been two standard individuals.